You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 75, Gratitude and Feng Shui. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So hello, everyone. Hi. So it's Angie and Laura here today, and we're just coming up on Thanksgiving week in the States. And as we learned last time, the Canadians did Thanksgiving so long ago. So long ago. (laughs) So very long ago. But the Canadians are super grateful. That's they're, right. they're, we practice gratitude all the time. Yeah. So not like the Americans. <laughs> so um, anyway, since we're coming up on Thanksgiving, Laura and I thought we would talk about gratitude and feng shui in this episode. So I wanted to go over together how we practice gratitude and the connection between gratitude and generosity and also what the feng shui connection is and how we have implemented feng shui adjustments for gratitude into our homes. So Laura, you want to start? Do you want me to start talking about how I practice gratitude? Yeah. And then, okay. I, and then I can share. Okay. Too. So it's something that I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't always come easily, easily, you know, easy. It's something you have to cultivate and practice. Obviously that's why we call it practicing gratitude, but it really is a practice because unless you sort of do it mindfully, continually, you really do start to get into your own world and, you know, start to obsess about your worries and your anxieties and how everything sucks and blah, blah, blah. So what I like to, what I try and come back to is that exactly that is the world is bigger than you. There's more out there. When you practice mindful gratitude and you really start to think of the larger picture of what there is out there that you can be grateful for or what you've accomplished you can see things in a larger context and it takes away the smaller worries, at least for me it does. So that's kind of one thing is I try and get perspective. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Mm. And then stand back a little bit and say, okay, let's just chill out here. Is it really this bad? What can this teach me? Because then there's also the idea of actually being grateful for your challenges, right? And to be grateful for your life. Like when you, you can get so caught up with, well, most of us are listening in from the US or Canada. So we have our first world problems and really like putting that into perspective and looking at how we're all connected and just being grateful for the lives that we have for, for being alive and for being in our human bodies and that there's hope and there's possibility rather than looking at everything negatively. Yes. Agreed. I think when I start to just step back and really try and look at it from a perspective of not getting tied up in the little things, you really do see. And then it makes your worries sort of dissipate as well, right? So if there's a connection between having gratitude, really thinking about what is this that you're upset about, and then shifting that into more of a grateful mindset and a generous sort of open heart. And it really does help to manage 
worries and anxieties and petty things like you were saying, like first world problems. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. And then I try, I used to do this really, really well. And I've, and, and since we talked about, like, since I knew this was coming and we were talking about it, it's something that I've been practicing again. And is it before you go to sleep, you know, sort of recap one thing that not only you're grateful for that one thing that you're, yes, you're grateful for that you really are happy that you accomplished or did, and that you're really, you're grateful for that. So small, small things, like really little things, like, I don't know put away the dishes. Okay. It's not that small mundane, but you know, small things that went well. And then you can also bring into mind, okay, what was something that didn't maybe go so well? That was a challenge that you don't need to address now. You don't need to get all wound up about, but just something to just put park. So that's another thing that I used to do. And now I've started to do it. Well, what are you grateful for, Laura? Laura Morris? Wow. So, um, right now, and I like to try to be in the moment about this, of course, there's obviously, you know, my life, you know, my health, my family, all those great things that kind of goes without saying, but I think right just this past week, I've been really feeling that I'm really grateful for my teachers and in many different ways, you know, all these teachers and, you know, art teacher and, you know, teachers of feng shui and people I meet that teach me things. So I've been really grateful to, to, I've been just really reflecting on how lucky I am that I've really got people in my life that are quite helpful and that can really help me on my path, which I think is something that is, and in feng shui, we, we talk a lot about helpful people. It is really, really important for you to move forward in life, to have these people that guide you. Yeah. Well, also a huge thing that we say in feng shui a lot is when you need helpful people, you have to look at, are you being a helpful person to someone else? Yes. Because yeah. the big, best way to be, to attract helpful people to you is to become a helpful person yourself. That's true. Well, I'm, I made a gratitude list yesterday, actually. So I, I had some kind of exercise where it was like, okay, I'm supposed to write down things I'm grateful for every day. And I don't always remember to do it, but I try to when I journal. So I wrote down, I'm grateful for coffee because I just had some coffee <laughs> and my husband and my puppies. And I was writing in a green marker. So I'm grateful for green markers, grateful for my home, which provides a lot of stability. And, you know, especially for Laura and I, since we are feng shui teachers and feng shui practitioners and, and also home designers, uh, home is really, really important. So I'm very grateful for my stability in my home and my family as well. I'm grateful to my bed. That's another aspect of feng shui that we look at. The feng shui we practice is shamanic. So there's a huge emphasis that we're connected to everything and everything is alive and has spirit and has energy and has chi. So even your bed has chi and you can be thankful for your bed. And then the other two things I wrote is that I'm grateful that I have everything that I need and that I have everything that I want and I want everything that I have. They're pretty kind of generic, but it's true. I'm really grateful for all these things. And I'm also like grateful for my teachers like Laura is as well. Nice. So you write one, you write one every day, a list. No, no, that's my aspiration. Okay. okay. I was going to say, whoo, okay. That's, no, but that, well, you journal already. So I feel like even when you journal, you'll probably end up just covering a lot of, like that must be like a journal in itself is really a way to be grateful, right? Because you're recapping things that have happened and stuff. So I think even though if you're not really deliberate about making a list, I'm not a journaler, so I don't know, but I, I'm always, I'm always uh, impressed with journalers. Oh, really? Well, yeah. sometimes it's like, 
I don't have anything to write. And like, that's what they say in the artist way. Even if you don't have anything to write, you're just supposed to write, like, I have nothing to say. So a gratitude list is good to do when your mind is blank and you're like, yeah. uh, I, I have nothing to say. For green pens. <laughs> I was right writing- oh, you're, you're really like, oh my God, wait, wait. Okay, green pen. I'm grateful for green pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are we going to talk about... Well, you uh, want to talk about the connection to generosity and gratitude, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I think there's kind of different ways you can look at it. And it sort of plays off the perspective thing. But when you are being generous, again, it helps you cultivate gratitude. So sometimes if I'm really struggling to... And this is exactly what you just said, actually being helpful. So I'm just really taking that, but I'm saying it a different way. That when you are a generous person, which is a helpful person, obviously, when you are generous and helpful to others, it automatically softens you, I think, because it makes you happy. And then you're able to, it softens your heart. It softens, you know, if you've been really hard on yourself or really denying yourself or angry and not able to see the positive or even be grateful at all, that sometimes it's almost easier to be generous with other people than it is to be for yourself, I think sometimes. And then it's kind of a, it's a cycle, right? Like you were saying, so when you're a helpful person or when you're a generous person, it creates gratitude and also creates more generosity overall. But if you're Um, also, on the other hand, if you're not, if you're not kind to yourself, if you're not generous to yourself, if you're not grateful for your own self, you can't actually truly, you can't be this way towards other people. You, ha- you can't be generous. Yeah, I guess you're, if you're not generous. If you're being stingy with yourself, yeah, you're going to yes. be stingy with others too. There won't be true generosity or there won't be true gratitude. Yes. Because if you're really, really like not a good person and you're not good to yourself, you're really going to have trouble being good to others. But I find sometimes just to crack through that a little bit, again, giving a perspective and just making yourself feel better being generous and just seeing like doing like a nice thing, like just simple thing. Like today I went, I was out about getting stuff for my art. I'm getting my artist supplies and I was out there and this woman was there and she had the most beautiful hair and it was gray. She had, clearly she was a little, this is again, I don't know, this story will go somewhere. So she had this silver, just beautiful silver hair. And she was, you know, like, like 40. Like, and so you could tell that she's made the decision. And I said, your hair is, and it really was gorgeous. I said, your hair is gorgeous. And she was, she thought I, she's like, really? She's like, people tell me that I look old. And I said, no, you look fantastic. I was just telling her, I just loved her. I thought it looked fantastic. And I just noticed her face. Like she just totally shifted. And there was this like big warm bubble kind of going around you. And it was this really simple thing. Mm -hmm. And so just these little things, if you can do them out the day, then it just, well, makes you feel grateful for the ability to be able to do that, right? See there. Okay. So maybe I, maybe I'm going full circle and yeah, you do have to be a good person to do it. But anyway, that's one way. But then part B about that is that gratitude is a cure against a scarcity mindset, right? So, and we, we talk a lot about this, Angie. I know you talk, you, you've done a lot of work around this and it's really important for people that feel blocked in the areas of abundance. And so that the connection between gratitude, generosity, and having a scarcity mindset is really, it's all sort of interrelated. Yeah. Like one of the practices I'm doing right now is to do something nice for myself and to do something nice for someone else at the same time. And also the same healer who prescribed that she was telling me, because I was really getting exhausted by some work things. And she said, you know, if you're feeling exhausted and depleted, 
while you're working with your clients, they're going to be exhausted and depleted working with you. So whatever energy that you're saying they are, you're exhibiting the same thing. So when you truly feel connected and you're not pushing away other people, but opening yourself up, then you can really be generous. You can really offer gratitude and really connect with people. And that's, and that's where the truth comes out, like the truth of truth of life. And so, yeah. And if you're feeling scarcity, that's going to permeate everything that you touch, everything that you say, everything, every thought that you have. And it might, you might have to like fake it till you make it in the beginning and just say like, I, you know, I love myself or those affirmations, which are totally cheesy, but I used to do them. Yeah. They're very, and actually saying the words are really powerful saying them out loud and writing them down. And then, and then we're going to talk about this, like, and you can also make a feng shui connection by saying these things or writing these things while sitting in a gua, in a particular gua or or placing the gratitude list in the gua. I like it better. I like that second one better. Like you write a list somewhere and then you place it in the in yeah. a certain gua to um, yeah, yeah with attention and yeah. We'll tell you more about. It. Well, actually, yeah. we can talk about that. Should we just go through? Some yeah, just helpful, go. Just, some let's just do it. Let's just do it now. Yeah, talk about it now. Okay. Well, like for me, like a gratitude list and putting a gratitude list in the helpful people benefactors area, Chen is great because for me, usually a lot of gratitude has to do with people outside of me and people that help me and things that help me. So in order to attract more helpful people and to become a more helpful person to other people or benefactor for others, if that's the aspiration or that's kind of the bent of your gratitude list, you can place it in the Chen or benefactors area of your bedroom. Yeah. I would also say that you could put it in self-development knowledge because that has a lot of, not just, it's knowing yourself and cultivating and developing your own, you know, self-esteem, all the, you know, all the things you are to sort of go out into the world and be a more successful person, have the right skills and part of having the right skills and knowledge, et cetera, is really, you know, knowing and being grateful for this and cultivating your own gratitude is, as we've mentioned, you know, really important. If you want to, if you go out into the world closed and frozen and hard and angry, you're not going to get very far. So placing this list of things that you're grateful for to soften your heart and to transform, because a lot of this this area, Gun, it's called, so self-development knowledge is a lot, it's a mountain, right? So it's about kind of climbing up that mountain and then coming down the other side and really transforming yourself and growing and succeeding. And so I think, you know, having this gratitude practice around and thinking of it in terms of that is also helpful. Yeah. And then also really simple place to put it is in the center of your home, which is the health and well-being area. And it affects all the areas of your life. So if you're, if you just want to write this gratitude list and put it in the center of your home, that would be a great spot, mm-hmm. right? Because it affects everything, the whole, your yeah. whole life. And it would be nine things just to be feng shui about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, nine is in a list the of nine. Of there you go. Yeah, yes. I like that. So maybe nine things and it could be uh, anything from your family to a green pen. <laughs> well, that's actually, that's a function. That can be a function adjustment too. So I'm working on green. Green is new beginnings. Green is also the heart shocker. Green is a Jun new beginnings family area. It's young wood. So I've been working on my my green aura. So yeah, so I'm working. I have my green markers and some green crystals. And and, plants. Yeah. And I actually got a new plant. There you go. And you could put those in different areas. 
So that was another thing we were going to talk about, right? Some kind of adjustment that we've done in our home that relates to gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So around gratitude for me, I would probably have to say my altar, which I have, and I use it for attentions. I mean, I have, I use it for meditation as well as intention setting and manifestation. And I always sort of kind of tear it down. And I mean that most respectful way, clear it off my, you know, respectfully wrap up items that aren't going to be used and place out new items. So I think taking care of my altar and setting it up as an offering. So again, what I was saying this week, I'm quite, I'm really all about teachers And so part of the teachers about the teachings you learn, the things you learn, honoring those things, honoring your teachers, honoring the wisdom that you've been given. And also we are also teachers, Angie and I. And so knowing that we're part of this chain of knowledge that we're kind of, you know, teachers have given us and their teachers, et cetera, and so on. And now we're passing it along to students. The altar is actually really essential around that, especially the black sect altar that we do in our feng shui practice. And so, you know, it's about the teachings. It's about the wisdom. I like to sort of think of it as like taking it from the universe, the heaven, connecting heaven and earth. So taking it from the heaven and the altar really being that manifestation of that, like, so you can sort of move it, touch it and honor it. That makes sense. And that's what my altar, that's what, that would be what I did recently, just sort of adjusted it with that in mind. That's great. I'm trying to think of what would be a gratitude adjustment that I've done besides the journaling. That's not exactly a feng shui adjustment, but yeah, we're even working with the color green. I'm also working a lot with white Tara right now and working with this connection of Tara, who's a bodhisattva. She's a deity that has compassion for all people and all sentient beings, all people in the world, all sentient beings in the world, in all of the worlds. And she's taken a vow to work for the betterment of others before herself. And so I, working with a white tar practice, like a deity practice where you visualize and you chant the mantra, but I'm also going to start painting her tonka And then she also is the color white, right? And white is related to the completion area of the Bagua map, which is a metal area, which is related to joy and this time of year, autumn. And it's called Dwe. So it's also known as children. And so it's kind of putting out, it's actually interesting to think about children because I don't have any children, but it's that sort of love that you would have for your children. Like the closest thing to have children are my dogs, that unconditional love that you always put them first. And their well-being is always put before yours. And it's not done in lieu of, but it's that it's, there's this joy in that you, you offer everything that you can. And this, this really goes along with gratitude, being grateful for all living things and all sentient beings and everything that we have in this world. And to be grateful that we're alive in this world and we have the opportunity to make it better. So I actually do my white tar practice sitting in the Dway area Dway position of my home, which is also where my shrine, my altar is. And then I haven't started the Tonka painting yet, but that would probably be a great place to paint it as well. And then maybe put it up at some point. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we hope we gave you a lot of ideas on how to become more grateful and to have gratitude and different aspects of gratitude that we have from feng shui wisdom. And then how to incorporate it into your living space by activating certain guas and working on 
creating something in the material world that's connecting the invisible and the material physical world, right? That's where feng shui is key. It's about bringing in something that's invisible, intangible, and connecting it with something tangible. So um, I hope everyone has a great holiday in the U.S. and all the other holidays coming up. Next time, Laura and I will be back. We're going to talk about the winter solstice. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.